Hey, this is Mark Milan, and I'm the newest member of the Freestyle Club. Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club. With your hosts, the unknown admin, Raphael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. Not as long as before, but uh, just the right timing. Joining us this week on the Freestyle Club, please welcome from Metropolitan Records, Mark Milan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How's it going? Mark, the great thing about being on social media for freestyle these days is that anyone and everyone who recorded a freestyle song back in the day, you can find them and they're accessible. It's funny because I did not put my name up up until probably August or September. You know, I had been watching the whole freestyle uh, comeback you know with the massive shows happening 20 groups here 30 groups there of people and so I was like you know what I think it's making a comeback and so let me see what happens if I toss my name out there and <laughs> sure enough bro I went from 250 family members and friends to uh, 2500 in like a month because you were part of the soundtrack of many people's lives. Metropolitan Record was one of the, the top three. For everyone, it was either Micmac, Cutting, or Metropolitan. So you were part of the big three in our eyes. We collected your vinyl, and we overplayed your vinyl. And sadly to say, I don't own any of my LPs either. Wow. Oh. Well, we're, yeah, we're going to have to change that. That would be outstanding. I, I went to New York, did a, a reunion with some friends of ours, and they said, hey, uh, could you sing for us? I said, absolutely. I sang both songs. And then my cousin, he said, hey, I bought two LPs off of eBay for you. Your One More Chance promotional copy. <laughs> I was like, you kidding me? He goes, no. So he gave it to me. I'm flying back to New York. I left them on the plane, bro. Well, I'm yeah. sure that there's some DJs out there that are willing to part with their copy for about $75 each. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny that you say that. Uh, DJ Cliff Potts, he said he's going to be looking through his uh, his collection. And he says um, when he finds it, he's going to send it to me. And I also spoke to Tim Schomer. Um, and he was like, hey, man, if, if, if I have a copy, I'll, I'll deliver it to you, too, because I'm going to um, actually go visit Tim Schomer. That's oh, amazing great. how you could do the Tim Spinning Schomer voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did. The, what was that little delay there? You did, you did the you did the hey man like just like Tim. <laughs> for for a second, I thought that he was part of the conversation. Oh my god! Yeah, I like I really do like Tim. Boom. And it's funny. Once I threw my name out there onto the social media, boom! I get a, a message from uh, uh, Charlie Baby, and I was like, Oh my god, is this Charlie Baby the legend? He was like, Yeah, man, we want to do an interview with you. Next thing you know, I'm doing the Tim Schomer interview. Boom. 
that was exciting too to see that all the work that you put in 20 years ago and how now they celebrate what you did back then oh and the stories man everybody was like oh you know, you don't know how long I cried to these songs when I went through my relationship. I was like, are you kidding me? I was I was just blown away totally. I, I still can't believe it. I'm still somewhat in a state of, of shock as to how much love I've been receiving from every DJ and all the fans. It's pretty incredible. I heard that you were a big fan of the Freestyle Club. Absolutely, man. I, I watch your show all along with all the other 10 people. <laughs> and uh, when, when you do when you do your live show, I mean, I like to listen to what's current because I like to stay on the uh, on the cutting edge. And I feel like your show was right there, man, on the pulse. I tell my mom, you know, keep buying those Facebook likes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> toma tres peso, toma tres peso, get some more, get some more, you Boom. know. Mommy, I love you, mommy. Thank you so much. <laughs> One of these days, I'll be as big as Tim Schomer, man. I'm telling you. Boom. I don't know how he does what he does, man, but. He's just got such a likable personality, man. Yeah, he he's just the greatest DJ to ever do it when it comes to freestyle. And, you know, we celebrate him all the time. I, I'm a big Tim Spinney Schomer fan. Boom! Uh, I'm sure that Ralph is as well. I love him. He's a superman of freestyle, dude. He never left freestyle. That's what I love about him. He never left, and he's not claiming to be anything but you know himself that that's yeah. true and it's like you don't have many djs that do that everybody took a huge hiatus but not tim Boom. they hibernated for like 20 years so <laughs> and then they... yeah I, I was in that boat man i was in that cave with everybody else and let me tell you i did not know about i didn't know the impact that freestyle had in texas uh chicago uh, connecticut um i just didn't really know i'm in st louis missouri and um, obviously, this is a whole different way of life over here, and they don't know anything about freestyle. But to know that I'm about four and a half hours from Tim, Boom. Chicago, the love is amazing. It's amazing. It's like a whole new world. It's like a, a place where time stood still, and people appreciate good music, and they celebrate good music. It's true, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that, man. They, people call me legend. I'm like, come on, dude, stop. I'm just a local guy who, you know, made a couple of records, and I was happy. A couple of great records. That's the that's the thing. You got to qualify that. They were great records, man. That one more chance, that intro. Psh, oh, dude. man. Nordicato, bro. Nordy yeah. Cato was my producer, that dude. And Yanni Papadopoulos, uh, may he rest in peace, you know, he played all the keyboards to all that, and he actually helped me with some of the backgrounds, too, man. He was awesome. I knew it was so right when we were together. Our love was as strong as could be. And it came to an end. I was so heartbroken. And now there's no 1991, Foolish Pride was released, your first song. How did you get together to record that specific song? Very interesting. A friend of mine, very close friend of mine, he uh, had a friend in Manhattan who lived in the same building as Nordicato. Now, he called up my friend Walter. Walter said, hey, I think I can hook you up with a little meeting with Nordy. So... Nordy was like, before he even comes to my house, tell him to send me a demo. So I did an acapella of Mark Anthony's He's a Rebel. Yeah, I did that song, sent it to him. He's like, whoa, this guy. So we came over to his house and he was like, we're sitting there playing with his, uh, you know, he had turntables because he's a DJ too, had his Akai drum machine there. And Yanni was there with the keyboards. He was like, hey, man, you're going to need to write a song. And I was like, boom. I just so happened 
to have a song right here. And uh, he just started, I sang it to him and he was, uh, Yanni was playing the keys, checking everything out. And then all of a sudden he goes, all right, now that we have the basics, um, you know, I'll tell you when we have music laid down for it and then we can come in and sing it. And then he called me up a few days later. He goes, hey man, we need a little bridge between your second verse and the chorus. You know, so now it's over and I'm all alone. My heart is aching for you. Tears I've cried, the pain inside for love. That's the price I paid right there. I need a little chorus. And so I went to the bathroom and I came back and I said, here you go. All alone in this world, no one to care for. All alone in this world, no one to care for me. He goes, how does it go? sang and he was like where did that come from i said i just went to the bathroom and i came back and i got it and he was like get <laughs> no, the hell out of here <laughs> no better no better inspiration than taking 10 or 15 minutes in the bathroom boom right there live and it was it was crazy and it just fit it just fit so you were the writer for foolish pride i was now i did have a different chorus there um it was the words were the same but it was a different arrangement and so um naughty helped rearrange that um along with my manager and yanni and so th then all of a sudden it becomes a four person yeah writing so you know what i'm saying you put <laughs> one word in there there it is and so um i didn't have any publishing at the time i was young i was 19 um and everything happened the way that it happened um so he did give me credit on the record my name is the first on there when it says written by you know, Mark Rodriguez. And um, by the way, Mark Milan is my stage name. That is not my middle name in any way, shape or form. I just like the way it sounded. So I went with it. Where'd you get that from, Milan? There was a, a woman. I worked at an advertising agency in, in New York City. Um, and her uh, lady that worked there, her name was Maria Milian. She was um, from Spain. And I said, oh, man, I really love your name. And so I just basically cut off the million with the two eyes and I just put one eye and I just wrote Milan like Italy, Milan, Italy. And well, it worked. Thank God, because we want to call you Mark Million, because... Right, exactly. Are, are you Christina's brother? Exactly. You had the same feeling that I did and so it just worked. It was short and sweet. It just fit. This is the Freestyle Club. How did you get your deal with Metropolitan Records? Oh, man, that was a whole other deal now. Um, once we put the whole package together um, and it was mixed by Nordy, we shopped it to a couple of different places and uh, Metropolitan Records did what Nordy did. He said, you're going to have to, uh, we'll set up a show for you, uh, get yourself some dancers or whatever, and um, you're going to come over here and you're going to perform your record. And if you get good vibes off of the crowd, we'll sign you. And so that's exactly what happened, man. I had to put these guys together, put some outfits together, do a routine, and uh, jumped up on that stage, man. And um, that was it. Well, was that a free show that you had to do? Or did you that was one of many free shows that I had <laughs> to do, by the way. That, that's the reason I ask is because I, I see artists today and... If, when they say, hey, how can I get on shows? How can I do this? I said, listen, you know, volunteer yourself. Do a couple of free shows and let the crowd get to know you. Let, you know, see the producers, see the crowd reaction to you. And they're like, free? I need right. to get paid. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> good luck with that then. And, and, and I don't think that you have to, you know, 
have to do a couple of shows like that to get your name out there. And that's exactly what we did. We did many of those shows, many radio interviews. And, you know, after that, going from show to show, spending all this money. Uh, and I was like, man, when am I going to get paid for this stuff? You know, it's like, how much more do I have to do? You know, but uh, my manager was graceful. You know, he rented the cars and we drove Philly, Jersey, uh, you know, places like that. And it was like, we were able to do the shows and all the interviews, but it just never really panned out, man. I, I only remember getting paid for like one show. What about when you signed? You said you signed a deal with Metropolitan. They signed you. Um, Here's the deal. I never signed anything. After you did your performance, they like you, but they didn't offer you any deal. What happened was, seeing how it didn't have any publishing, you know, I think Nordy and uh, Yanni, they owned the rights to the whole song. So I'm sure that they did a deal with Metropolitan. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of many stories. Uh, after Foolish Pride, they did a second song with you, right? They did a second song. And now I had nothing to do with this second song. Uh, Naughty was on fire because, you know, the song was doing well. And um, he was like, hey, man, I wrote a song for you. And then this hardcore beat with the intro with the guitars. I mean, that was like incredible. It was that was a game changer. I, yeah, it really was. It was like a whole nother level because uh, Foolish Pride was more of a it, it was really light and airy, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. But I think when we were in the studio, that quick loop that he had, it was pounding. It was hardcore. And when I think Metropolitan did the mastering, oh, man, it sounded so weak. You know, I was a DJ, too, with my cousin. And uh, we would play the song. We'd have to raise up the volume like three to four bars to kind of, uh, you know, be at the same level of every other freestyle on the regular volume. So it was like, I feel like we lost it there. And so this one was a total game changer. It was hardcore and it was mixed properly. It was mastered and they didn't know what to think. I thought we were in the pool in the backyard of, of uh, what is his name? Vinny Politano's house, you know? Vinny Politano. Yeah. We Mr. Court TV himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, whatever happened to that guy? And then I saw him later uh, years on TV. However, um, Laissez Faire was there and few other artists and we're in the pool and all of a sudden they play that track bro and everybody stops it got dead silent all the way till the end of the uh the song and i was like oh man crickets i, I didn't know how they really felt about the track i loved it my manager loved it naughty loved it yanni loved it and um next you know they put it out there man and shortly after that i fell off Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. Did you see any revenue? Did they give you any royalties? Uh, did they send you a check? Or did they ever pay you for anything? Nothing. You hear the crickets? Yeah. He got the points like Sammy's own, the invisible pennies. Yeah, but you didn't exactly. Sign anything, though that's the difference, though, right? You didn't. Right. They didn't, I didn't. I didn't sign anything, and I'm I'm hoping and praying now, all of a sudden, that you know, once my next track comes out, that they're gonna say, "Oh, we own that Mark Milan name." 
they have disbanded. There is no Metropolitan, so there will be Thank no God. way. And uh, Vinny Politan has moved on from Metropolitan long ago. He's into court TV, and he even did a drop for me. I found him about a Get year. Get out. Yeah, I found him about, about a year and a half ago, and he did a drop for me. He, he said, no music, no vocals, no beats here. Just me, Vinny Politan, and my man Jose on the CPR Clubhouse Live. It was so cool. 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 I'm hoping to have him on the Freestyle Club as well because I have some tough questions for him. Yeah, that'd be it. That would be very interesting. And so, you know, to be on that same label with uh, Joey Gold and Laissez Fair and um, all these others, and I was like, man, I, I felt like I wasn't getting, you know, the push like they were. You know what I mean? Because those were their artists, so to speak. Um, you know, they had the full production. Nordy and Yanni was doing all my work. And they were doing, you know, Joey Goals and uh, laissez-faire stuff. But there was a difference. I mean, if you hear One More Chance and you compare it to laissez-faire or Joey Gold, the beat is totally different. I mean, this is like a street, grimy, hardcore beat with some great samples, something that uh, Metropolitan wasn't known for. Yeah, exactly. And I was, you know, that's why I was kind of scared after they listened to it. I was like, man, you know, they're into the poppy stuff. We're more more into the underground freestyle. And I don't know how they're going to accept that. And um, it was what it was, man. They they put it out. But I don't know. I don't know how many records sold. I don't know any of that. Info. I don't know anything, bro. Yeah, you were featured on compilations, CDs. You were on mixes, uh, 12-inch records. I I mean, you, for them, you must have been a success because everyone in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, they know your song. They can sing the lyrics. Chicago, California. I mean, they know the lyrics to your song. Back then, there was no social media. They must have sold many, many vinyl, hundreds of thousands. We will never know, bro. Because I did speak to Nordy Cotto. I was like, hey, man, I feel like I want to come out with another track, and I want to give you the option of uh, producing me again. It would be awesome for us to work together again. He was like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm just totally doing house music now, and I'm just uh, doing mixes for artists and stuff like that. And um, so I was like, hey, do, would you happen to have any of the tracks for Foolish Pride and One More Chance. He was like, no, I didn't. So, which happens to a lot of artists, that's why they're on stage singing with the vocals. And everybody says, hey, you know, why are these guys singing with the vocals? Well, because they don't have, the, they don't own their own tracks. That's correct. So you that, can mute those vocals. There are no TV tracks. There, there was nothing. There's no show tape. Uh, exactly. Something that um, it's necessary. Uh, and it's not that you want to sing over the lyrics. It's because they never invested in getting you a show uh, together. They never gave you a budget. <laughs> What's a budget? <laughs> exactly. It's a budget. <laughs> this is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. You're back. It's 2019. Sure. You're seeing what is going on right now. What is bringing you back to the music? Well, after I um, hit the social media again, um, I started noticing all those shows happening. And I was like, I just started to get this itch, man. I was like, you know what? I I love freestyle. I still listen to it today. Um, I listen to the old stuff. I listen to the new stuff. I'm, I'm such a fan. And um, I just felt like I needed to get back into it. But the minute my... Mark Milan credentials went onto Facebook. I was, I mean, I got bombarded, bro, by several producers. Hey, man, you know, I want to bring you back. I'm like, hey, let's do this track together. And um, 
I walked with fear and trepidation because when you're 19 and you run into something like that when somebody accepts you and then you realize that, man, you have no publishing. And then you were like, man, uh, I'm not getting paid for any of these shows. And then you realize, man, I am just doing show after show with nothing to show for it. Right. Um, I said, I am not jumping on anybody's deal. I have, I am now published with ASCAP. Um, I am building a studio now with the help of some friends and my uh, wife um, who allowed me to buy some stuff. You know what I mean? To dig into some of the family money, you know? Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to put everything together so that I can be more in control of my music. There isn't a better time than to do it now. Everyone is pretty much putting out their own material. I know. uh, It's pretty incredible. I mean, it would be great if you could have access to your original uh, songs, but uh, if you can't, there's nothing better than singing them over again and giving them a 2019 feel. Which is, uh, believe it or not, um, one of my friends, my old manager, he was like, hey man, you might want to just just redo that song when you get yourself together. And so that's my plan, but um, I'm actually in the middle of um, doing a song. I went to Florida, sang the vocals for the track and that should be coming out soon any information regarding the new song i can tell you that the name of it is called the comeback um i thought about that long and hard and i was like 1991 2019 i've been gone for a long time i think this is the comeback of the year in my opinion for myself you know what i mean after enduring all the things that i did and um, the lyrics are pretty much that, you know. Um, it'll t- it's basically telling my story and how I came back in the chorus. And it's, I, I think it's a pretty cool song. And um, I'm excited about it. I can see the, uh, the CD cover. I can see 91 on top and 19 on the bottom. Because as you can see, you know, all you have to do is flip the numbers. And it's kind of eerie, you know, the fact that in That's- 91... Was when you debuted, and nineteen is when you come back. That was that was very perceptive, man. That yeah. sounds really good, actually. Yeah, I just wrote it down on, on on this paper I have here. I'm like, wow, that the numbers are flipped. They're mirror images of each other. That would have been a good title right there of an album. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, and it could, it still could be, man, because I got about fourteen songs that I'm working on wow. right now. Well- yeah, I am not playing, bro. Um, I told my wife, I said, you know, this is going to be part-time, but I need some time, you know, to do my stuff. So I put the babies down at 8 o'clock. My son goes down at 9. I spend some time with my wife till about 11 o'clock. And then when she goes to sleep, you know, I'm working for a couple of hours by myself every night. You are very much into religion, and there's nothing better than someone that would take part in doing a freestyle song for God. There's been a few. Artie Rodriguez featuring Johnny O, who against me. There have been some some songs based in, in religion, and it's something that maybe you can tap into as well. Um, I To be honest with you, man, um, freestyle is freestyle for me. It's all about love, you know, whether it's, you know, a relationship lost or new relationship, um, you know, it's not bad. Love is love. Now, um, in terms of uh, Christian music, that's like a whole other style altogether for me. Um, I prefer like the worship stuff. So, I mean, that's really in-depth, and I don't know that people would be able to handle a super worship song 
you know, uh, let's let's just say something like, uh, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, I write lyrics like that. I take stuff straight from the Bible and sing it. And so I don't know that they would be interested in that, but I'm not um, opposed to it. I know a radio but, um, station that will eat that up. Really? Yeah, mine. Um, the the thing... <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the thing about doing a freestyle show uh, for thirty years on an FM radio station is that right after our show, it's a, a gospel show. So oh, nice. they play a lot of Christian music, a lot of uh, Christian rap, Christian dance, Christian you know everything that has to do with, with Christian music. And so it would be truly interesting to have a Christian freestyle song playing on that specific uh, gospel uh, programming. Man, you're just opening up all kinds of doors, man. Because uh, you know. I spoke to my old manager. He's still my great friend. I know him for over 42 years. And he was like, hey, man, you know, I love the freestyle. I'm glad you're back into the music. But, man, we, we need to do something together. And so since I'll be setting up my own studio, I can, you know, put out music like that on the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, why, to why not? That's total control. I mean. It's about control, man. I, I just want to have control of um, what I do. And um, this next track that I'm doing is a it, producers producing the music, and I wrote the actual song. And so we're, you know, we're just going in a fifty-fifty on that. All the shows are mine um, in terms of, of money, and um, I think it's a great starting point for me just to get myself back out there and. Um, after that, we'll see where it goes. I actually wrote another song um, called Strong Enough. And I'm working with another producer. You know, basically, it's a, it's a, I own the rights to it. He's just laying down some tracks for me. And so when that's done, I take that. Boom, I'll do my own vocals. And then I'll have that mixed by someone and mastered by someone else and see where that goes, too. I, I find it truly interesting that uh, because of what you went through back in 1991, 92, that you are going to be in such possession of your career going forward. And and I, I've heard it during the conversation. I own this. This is mine. You know, so you're being very possessive now of your career, which I commend you for because you need to be. And there's no better time to do it than now. Absolutely. It seems like, I mean, doors were opening left, right and center. You know, the interview with Tim and Ooh. all of these producers coming forward and, and the way everything has been falling into place with absolutely no pushback at all. It's just all opening up to me and I'm I'm blessed by it, man. And I'm totally rolling with it. I'm running through those doors and until they close, I'm just gonna keep running through the doors like a linebacker. You had mentioned that uh, after family time, you uh, set time to do some work on your music. Now, are you work uh, writing or are you actually producing? You open up a guitar to, to make the music? What is it that you're doing? That's a great question. I don't have my studio set up. My I'm looking at all the boxes right now. My Yamaha HS7 <laughs> reference monitors, the uh, the microphone stands, the microphone, the earphones, the software, the Mac, all those things are sitting right here. Um, however, when I write, the the song is in my head because I am not by nature a musician where I can play the piano or guitar. So my lyrics drive themselves by the melody in my head. It's kind of weird, but that's how I do it. So I write the songs, and then I have a little app that I use called Rev, and I'll sing the song into the app, 
and just hold on to that. And so, you know, I use that as a reference when doing music. All right. So, but you're not doing any of the uh, production work yet. Are you gonna no. Do that? I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to try to do it. I'm, I'm learning it myself. Um, I got a couple of guys that are going to hook me up with a couple of uh, um, production softwares and um, see exactly what I can do because I really want to take a hold of it and grasp it and uh, bring my son into the fold. You know, he's 13. He, he sings on choirs and he loves to sing as well. And so I'll teach him and he can be my little engineer, man. We're going to go back and forth with this. It's going to be great. Utilize the kids. You never know. He, he could be the next Lily Rose. Yeah, let's talk about the new generation. Uh, I know that you're very interested in... Now, as you're here, you're back, you're you're in the freestyle grind. What has caught your ears? The Wendy track. If I tell you Julio Mena stuff, his stuff is awesome. I think that that's the trend that freestyle should have taken. A slight twist into some R&B because I'm in the 90s when... Um, it got cut off and they went straight to um, hip hop. It should have taken a transition. Instead of going to the pow, uh, planet rock beat, it should have taken the next level jump. I feel like that, that should have been the trend. And so, and then you got, you know, Lily Rose Young with her father, who uh, Willie Valentine, who produced that track. Amazing singer. Mom is outstanding. You can't get a better team than that right now. Um, Shy, you know, with uh, Jay Allums. You have the uh, the the twin. I love um, their production because it's very unique. There's a lot of elements that you don't hear in freestyle in their music, which I mean that it sets them apart in in, in a big way to me at least. I love listening to what they come up with. Yeah, that, definitely creative, um, putting a new twist on it, but still um, the underlying freestyle is there, and um, I love that. I love it. I, I love it, I love it, I love it. I like it. the fact that, that they're the students of the game. They were into the fun house and all the things that were going back in the 80s, and they're putting all those elements that they learned back then into their music right now. So I think that that's pretty cool. But they also do a modern twist to it, so it's truly appreciated. Absolutely. You know, you got to respect the gifts, man. And um, if you get to work with them, that's outstanding. And I'm just... I'm. The funny thing is I should have... Uh, been doing this on the down low throughout all the years because i've worked with several engineers several musicians um i sang with several different bands um but i never made a turn because being a dj the next logical progression would be to go to either production or you know becoming an artist and doing all of it by yourself but um after a few years my cousin and i you know we went our separate ways nothing bad he's still Matter of fact, I got him back into the music, um, and he was the one who put a couple of my uh, show um, USB zip drives together, man, to do what I'm doing now. So I'm bringing a few people back with me, and so I'm dropping ideas off of him. He's doing the same with me, and um, I spent some time at his house, and we just shot the breeze, man. It, it just seems like everything is moving forward the way that it should go. And so I have a lot more to tap into with, you know, with the old heads as well as the new freestylers because I'm making friends with them too. So that's pretty cool. Have you found anything that's frustrating you right now within our music? That's a great question. I am not by any means in any way, shape or form a great singer, but I would like to hear um, freestyle go to the next level. And thank God in the 20 late 2018 2019 i'm starting to hear those things and it's all sounding good but when you have when you had that fold just before i left it's like anybody can sing a song 
I don't know where he is right now, but devil in my heart. I knew it from the start. I should have known. I can't love you. I was like, no skill whatsoever. You have to have emotion. That song that I wrote, Foolish Pride, that was a whole, I mean, that was, that happened to me. Um, and so I guess people got to feel the emotion when I sang that song because, um, you know, I was in a relationship for a short amount of time and um, she got pregnant and she left to Florida because she her family left and she didn't want to stay here alone. And so when she left, I didn't know if I was having a boy or girl at that time, but I was feeling a space, you know, in my heart. And so I wrote the song, Foolish Pride, but it wasn't about her. It was about the child that I would never see. I love the, if that makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. I love the part where it's just the guitar. You're actually, you know, singing like a ballad and then it turns into a freestyle song, I think. Yeah. And it's a radio mix, you know? So it's like you get the guitar and, and we were together. Our love was meant to be. And all, yeah, all, yeah. You know, I, you know, I wrote that too. I wrote that song. I knew it was so right. When we were together, our love was, you know, as strong as could be. Then it came to an end. I was so heartbroken. Now there's only me. Obviously, I kind of changed it into a song where people could, you know, put themselves in that position. But it was definitely all about my son, who actually I didn't see until three years later. I met him when he was three years old. So wow. that was pretty amazing. You know, what's also amazing that you may not be aware of this, but you may have caused a lot of pregnancies with your songs. <laughs> the funny thing is, when you said that, it kind of reminded me. So I, I actually wanted to do a third song to kind of go from that flow, uh, Foolish Pride me one more chance and that's when i told you about my fourth song which is strong enough so but i needed something to come back and to to hit hard and so that's the reason why i did i chose to do the comeback song first and then i'll do the strong enough song am i strong enough to get back into this relationship again and do it all over after all the things that happened to me you know am i strong enough and so that's pretty much how that song is gonna go you're talking about your relationship with freestyle right it's a combo so, you know, with freestyle and with the so-called woman in the Foolish Pride song and the One More Change song. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, that one's going to be... That's kind of in the vein of a... Of a it's a little bit slower, kind of like a, a Bruno Mars style. That one's just a little bit different, but still hardcore. The loops, I got two loops that were put together. So it's going to be hardcore, man. Um, I, I love... You know, I grew up in the freestyle era. I grew up in the hip-hop era. And so that's going to be prevalent... You know, kind of like the One More Chance was, that was like such a hardcore beat, man. I loved it. That song, actually, when we had Freestyle that I found, uh, CPR, myself, and Ted, we owned a online radio station. This is 10 years back before all this Facebook foolishness is going mm -hmm. on. I mean, people would request that song would be at, at least three or four times a night. That wow. song. One More Chance was my song, man. I, I, I'm sorry, but that song, I can't say enough about. I love that song. The, the intro, the break, the everything. I, that, was the most, that was the most mixed song in my in my household. And it was a song that you would hear the whole entire side A, flip it, uh, hear side B until you get to the Metro message. I mean, you listen to the radio version. You listen to the bonus beats. You listen to everything that's on that 12-inch record because wow. it was it was that hardcore. The bass was crazy. The mastering was great. It was the best mastered song on Metropolitan Records. I try to compare the mastering to others, and you are completely correct when you say that when you try to mix something in, you had to really lower 
uh, one more chance down a little bit more so you can raise the other record so you can mix them together and the blend could come out perfectly because it was just that hard hitting. And then again, the Foolish Pride had the opposite effect. I had to raise the volume on that one. That was grimy. That was like, uh, it felt really underground, that Foolish Pride. Very hard hitting beats, but they were like dirty beats, you know, and I think it matched it perfectly. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club Podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. Did you get scared away from freestyle? I was always intimidated, you know, with people like George Lamont, Coro, TKA, Mark Anthony. That dude was amazing, bro. I love that guy. His album was amazing. With Masters at Work, Little Louis Vega, and um, Kenny Doe, Kenny- man. Yeah, he was from my part of Brooklyn, man. When you grow up and you see these guys DJing, to see a guy like that, man, just break it down. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah, he killed the game, dude. I'm from Brooklyn, too. What part of Brooklyn are you from, Raphael? Sunset Park. Over there oh. by Bay Bridge, by the Verrazano Bridge. Gotcha. I'm from um, Bushwick originally. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So when you see these guys throwing it down, it's like, that's what I want to be when I grow up, man. And they were just a couple years older than us, you know? My cousin and I, we were DJs. And so we followed little Louis Vega, man. We listened to his radios on all of his mixes. And we'd go to 1018s and Roseland and all the clubs following that guy, bro. Just listening to what he was going to do next. Did you regret walking away for such a long time? I don't. You know, at first I did, but then I realized that it was the perfect opportunity to come back. So it's almost like I never really left. Um, And there was this one story that um, really blew my mind. One of uh, the fans, he said, you don't understand how I used to listen to One More Chance. You know, I'd have problems in my house and my outlet was through music. And so I'd close the bedroom door, turn on that song as loud as I can, wrote the lyrics down and I would sing your song line by line until I did it exactly like you. And I played the songs over and over every song from beginning to end, played both sides until his record player broke. And I was like, blown away, dude. It's songs that stick with you for years. I know the lyrics to your songs. I don't have to look for them. I don't have to think about what the song says. I remember the song could play and I could sing the entire song. I could follow it in my head. That's how much those songs mean to the people that are listening to this podcast right now. That here you are 20 years later and you can pick up just like that. And they'll welcome you just like that because of what you've been to them since 1991. Yeah, the support has been absolutely amazing by old artists and new artists. Noel, when he saw my name pop up, is this Noel Silent Morning Noel? He goes, yeah, man, it's me. I was like, I put your stuff on rotation every week, bro. I love your songs. You need to get out there and perform. Bro, start doing it. Start. He was another one who pushed me. I was like, insane. That was incredible. Uh, when was the last time you performed? Because you said you came on social media about back in August and you see all this hype and all these events going on. So I, I know that's got to be, your know, blood's got to be like, I got to get on stage. I got to get on stage. When was the last time you actually did get on stage? Ni- uh, 1991, man. Really? Wow, that really? W- that was it. Yep. Uh, you was done, done then. Yeah, I was done. After the second track, I shortly after that is when I fell off because I think both of those songs were done in 91. Well, what we can say is that we're happy that you're back. And 
We wish nothing but the best for you in 2019. We can't wait to spin your tracks. We can't wait to spin your new music. And I hope that it comes very soon. I'm talking daily to the producer and I'm like, hey man, you know, where are we right now? Because unfortunately, after we had done the vocals and um, he was putting stuff together, all of a sudden, thank God he put everything on a USB because the computer, it didn't crash. It was a brand new computer, but he had his phone connected to it and all of a sudden the computer went kablooey so he had to like reinstall everything thank god everything was backed up so that was a two-day process but i was only in florida for a couple of days i flew in on saturday uh did every uh, i had to kind of form a bond in one day on saturday afternoon so we went out to eat we talked the breeze we talked freestyle music we talked about family and so i can feel comfortable and then on sunday we did those vocals and then on monday i hung out and we would he was just you know trying to put the computer back together and so i didn't really get a chance to take anything with me like a you know just a little something to keep me going and um so i'm just on the phone with him daily we wish nothing but the best and i am so happy that you took the time to speak with us i'm glad that you're back i hope that you never leave and i hope that it's just many more years of great tracks that we can take with us for another 20 years I mean, I'm hoping and praying the same. I really appreciate you guys, um, what you're doing, all the DJs. I've done so many drops, bro. I am like all <laughs> dropped out. However, but I love the buzz. I love the fact that they're, you know, that, that kind of keeps um, things going as I progress. And so there's no real spaces in between what I'm doing. So every once in a while, I'll shoot something out there just to keep the buzz going until, you know, the track comes out so that I can show people just little bits and pieces before I decide, you know, where I want to uh, release this to. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk. Freestyle. Where can people find you if they want to look for you online? Unfortunately, I did things backwards, you know. I should have created a fan page, but I didn't do that. I did the fan page after the fact. So on my uh, regular Facebook, you can find me at Mark Rodriguez and my picture's up there. And also uh, my fan page is The Real Mark Milan. Instagram, um, The Real Mark Milan there too. Is there a fake Mark Milan? There isn't, but I wanted to make sure because when you see, you know, artists formerly known as the real or the other singer on uh, the cover girls and uh, the real Clave Roxy, I'm like, man, let me just eliminate all those possibilities right now and just put the real Mark Milan. This is the Freestyle Club. Pick Hit of the Week. Welcome to the Pick Hit of the Week. This week's Pick Hit, of course, is being chosen by the person on the third chair. Mark Milan, what is your Pick Hit of the Week? My pick for the week is going to be Lily Rose Magical. Love that track from front to back. Rafael Reyes, what is your pick hit of the week? One more chance by our guest, Mark Milan.
my pick hit of the week is Alex of Latin Nation, Inuka 2019. It's going to be available on vinyl coming soon. Nunca mi amor, mi amor, never my darling. Nunca mi amor, mi amor, never my darling. Quiere llorar, llorar, I never do it. Never, never, never. Well, that about wraps it up for another episode of the Freestyle Club. For the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, I'm CPR's ART. Peace, love, and freestyle.